Just a couple of boys from WA. But if you're not, that's okay. It's the Mitchell and Michael Show. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. Uh, thank you for downloading. Uh, we have um, some winners of the WA Community Achievement Awards uh, being interviewed by a, a drunk lunatic. That's me. <laughs> um, so that's on the show. We've got Jacob Landsman who's doing the sports report. Uh, of course, uh, I, uh, I mislead my elderly grandfather with his memory problems and I use it to benefit me. But I think we can fix it. Yeah, I think yeah. I've got a great suggestion there you that do. I'd like. I'd like to see you employ at some point. I think it would be it would help him out immensely. And I learnt it all from Billy Madison himself. Yeah, no, I think it's a it's a it's a great decision. Um, you obviously tackle some more conspiracy theories, uh, and some other stuff. <laughs> uh, am I going to be friends with Henry Cavill? And uh, have you ever felt like a little bit out of place in the like level of competition around you? Have you ever been in like a race and you're like, oh, I think these guys are a lot better than me, but I made it and I'm yeah. proud. Yeah. That's on the way as well. But we're going to kick it off first with Ben Harvey making fun of the biggest headlines that happened over the weekend. Politics, crime, sport, finance. You've heard the news before, but not like this. <laughs> it's Up Early with Ben Harvey. Michael Russ. Ooh, give me the news. Controversy in sport as former Aussie great Mike Hussey has taken a job coaching England. What do you expect? He is a hussy. <laughs> uh, I was listening to uh, 6PR, I think, yeah. uh, in Perth, uh, and it was because the Uber driver had it on. Uh, and there were a lot of angry old people. Someone called it treason. They're also very late to the party. He's been working with them for, I think, most of the year. Maybe they kept under wraps. That's why, like, no one knew. Uh, they do realise that, you know, like, Brendan McCullum is, is also, like, the yeah, England head not, coach, and he's a Kiwi. He's like, not Mr. Cricket. You know? Like, we've had South Africans, like, coach this round. Yeah, you can too. do it to us. That's <laughs> how we built Australia. Uh, Telethon has raised a record $71.4 million, and I can't wait to see what we raise next week when we do it for Netball Australia. <laughs> uh, you're not getting, you're not getting uh, 70 uh, no. for them. Uh, speaking, of Netball, <laughs> speaking of Netball Australia, they've been forced to comment on the withdrawal of $15 million to help support the Diamonds from Gina Reinhardt. They have said that going forward, they will be known as the Cubic Zacodias. Because <laughs> they can't afford it. I like now. it. Nice. <laughs> Uh, pressure makes diamonds. Pressure makes Gina pull the money. I'm not playing it for that one. <laughs> I like to keep Zaconius. This week, we were covering uh, two of the biggest events in regional WA. You went off to the West Australian Community Achievement Awards. Yes, and boy, did I enjoy it. <laughs> and I made my way to the Brunswick Ag Show, which is the biggest one-day show I believe in the country. For agriculture? Uh, as in like a royal show. Because really? we're t- like we they had a sideshow alley, they had all the food you can think of that, the pavilions with all the prizes, they had the showing of like cattle, and they had uh, one of my favourite things to see at a show, and that is dog agility courses. Nice, who won? I don't know, because it just kept going. Mm. They were running the dog agility. I felt like it was like all day. And uh, our studio, which was like, we got in this cool like sea container. Yeah, I did see that. That was, uh, cool. that was like custom built. And uh, we we were hanging out there right next to the dog agility. And uh, I just love watching it. Uh, I don't, 
know why there was one dog in it. Because always it's the same kinds of dogs. Yeah, it was like Kelpie? Yeah, there were Kelpies. There were Australian cattle dogs. There were Border Collies. Yep. Like, it's all the working dogs just going at it, running around, jumping over the little the little poles. They're going through, like, the tunnel. They're doing that quick weave through the sticks. Yep. The cool. seesaws, the works. Right. Doing it at lightning speed. And we've gone, like, Border Collie, Brown Border Collie, Kelpie, Pug. Border Collie. That was a pug? Sorry? Yes. <laughs> that was a pug. Why? <laughs> they brought this pug out, and he was so excited to do it, they had to go around and lower all the jumps to, I kid you not, about three inches off the ground. But they could barely breathe normally. I know. This is hard mode. This is hard mode for the trainer. Jeez. Hard mode for the dog, who is just athletically challenged beyond belief. Yeah. How'd it go? He actually went all right. Yeah? He was like, so there was a reason that he was mm. clearly in this category. Looks can be deceiving. He he had the goods, mate. Could jump very that's high. that's the thing. Like, if you're like the best, like maybe he would, was like the best pug. But then you go like, he can just take a deep breath and he beats them all. But it was kind of like, imagine if you were tuning in for the Olympics and it's like the 100 meter sprint. And they're like, oh, there's Usain Bolt from Jamaica. And then here from Liechtenstein is a 10-year-old boy yeah. <laughs> who's the best in the country. Now, my girls, on the weekend I saw someone try to free a bird. Oh. And Because it's called free bird. And uh, look, we're at this brewery. Uh, it was kind of like a weird little inland brewery that tries to pretend like it's kind of like Oceanside, but it was just near like a lake that was basically a swamp. But they oh, were like, ah, yeah? oh, beautiful. Because they, they had a lot of things like watch the sunset. And I was like, well, technically. On the lake. Yeah, it was like, technically I could do that anywhere because it just went behind trees. So it's like, I could do that. Yeah, your lake's not big enough. No, it's like you have to, it has to do the horizon thing. But it was a little brewery uh, and this uh, seagull, biggest seagull I've ever seen in my life. Also, once again, not a lake gull, was it? Was a, was a seagull. So we were near the sea? Must be. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, you're lost. Uh, although once, I did see one in Alice Springs. They do like to hang out at the tip. Yeah. So also, trash places. Think how, think, think how wild that is, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, I compared Alice Springs to a tip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, it, this massive seagull, like I reckon if a, if a normal seagull was six foot, like just picture that. Whoa. I don't know. I don't know how. The how chat I, of all seagulls. But just imagine a person. This this one was six three, you know right, what I mean? Like wow. this was like a big seagull, yeah. Uh, and it had this like little piece of string coming down from its mouth, and you oh, were like, no. at first we were like, oh whoa, what a big seagull, buddy. He's doing well. He's been fed well. And he turned around, his little piece of string down his little mouth, and you went, oh no. So you went, oh he must have like eaten something. That's yeah. like, what did he eat? And we didn't know what it was. First we thought it was fishing line, but then it, like wasn't. Yeah, that's pretty common. Yeah, because you think maybe he's like stolen a fish, and then and then you like, got to cut the line, he, and they've still got it. Yeah, yeah. Or his friend comes along and. Coordinated. Yeah, I was like, or maybe he's eating some um, some tooth floss, like you know what I mean. Yeah, like, like while the... hanging out at the tip. Yeah, exactly. See, a lot of these things sort of make sense. But I had one of those friends that was like, I got to help him because obviously I go, I don't want to get involved in your drama. You know what I mean? Like maybe he's a bad seagull. You know what I mean? Maybe sure. he was trying to attack someone, 
and and another seagull had to throw it in his mouth to get her away mm. from her babies. Like, I don't know if he's a good seagull or not. So I was just like, hey, you do your thing. You got yourself into that. You get yourself out. But this bloody do-gooder was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go try and get this this out of the seagull. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll watch this. And as like she got like closer to the seagull, keep in mind it's a very, very busy brewery, very, very busy pumping Saturday afternoon. She gets a little bit close to it. And I'm like, oh, he's not like he's not flying away. Because right. normally they just, oh, take off. Yeah. But he's just like chilling there. Because he's huge. I was like, maybe <laughs> Yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't get the uh he couldn't get the launch pad. But I was like, oh, maybe he like wants her to do it. And it's like because it's on someone else's like table. And then just as she goes, she goes, I think, to kind of I guess grab him, do the whole like like, you don't know this is for your own good type thing. Right. But that last minute, she went to go grab him, right? But she had had a few too many beers. Of course. Okay? And, <laughs> she, and she she missed him, and she knocked over a beer oh, no. that fell on a baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, legitimately, the baby got drenched with beer, oh. and then the seagull flew away. Like a baptism. So, <laughs> how can I not explain that I did nothing, and I came off better? She yeah. did nothing and drenched a baby. <laughs> so is that the lesson we have to take from this? Like, don't do anything. Don't do anything. You don't might help. make it worse. <laughs> I have an interview for you that I got as a journalist. Oh, wow. Like, do you reckon Koshy goes out and tracks down the story? No. Nah. Do you reckon Tracy Grimshaw knocks on the uh, dodgy neighbor's fence? No, 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 no. But here I am, my own show, doing my own work. And I was at the WA Community Achievement Awards. Sorry, that's just a sentence I've never said before. Uh, WA Community Achievement Awards on the weekend. And the Megathara Shire Youth Services picked up a win for the Department of Local Government, Sports and Cultural Industries Making a Difference Award. Uh, And they also won the People's Choice. Uh, Trust me, I've got the audio here. I can only imagine I say it in in the interview, uh, but I just I just got to let you know it was free alcohol. Um, I drank responsibly, but um, I'm just establishing that like I haven't listened to this yet. How long is it? <laughs> it actually, yeah, I just saw that. It's like nearly four minutes long. I bet it's good. So <laughs> you can pull it up whenever you want. Okay, let's let's have a listen. Hi, Mitchell Tinley, live here at the uh, WA Community Achievement Awards, uh, the High Regency. I'm here with Lachlan uh, from the Meekathara Shire Youth Services. Mate, your hands are quite full as you have two awards. Uh, Not only are you the People's Champ, but you're also the Making a Difference Award. Can you talk us through both of those awards? Yeah, well, uh, it's it's an amazing, amazing experience, amazing feeling. Uh, We were fortunate enough to get nominated this year just for the first award, which was the Department of Local Government, Sport and Cultural Industries Making a Difference Award. Um, we got a few emails over the last six months that you know that we'd made some semi-finals and finals, and we didn't think too much because we're all the way up in the bush. Uh, and then all of a sudden, we got a, a curveball thrown at us saying that you could also vote. And we thought to ourselves, there's not too many people of us there in Megathara, and uh, we pretty much had a yarn this afternoon, me and King, and, and, and thought to ourselves, there's no way we could win the People's Choice one. There's just not enough of us in Mika to, to put the vote through. Well, one of our favourite callers is uh, a guy called Matty from Mika Thara, always gives, a, gives us a call, so we're big fans of, uh, of Mika Thara. But... To hear that Mika getting positive rep is the greatest thing in the world, mate. You know, and... well, well, that's the thing for, for people that aren't in Mika Thara, like, what's kind of how do you sum Mika Thara up? I, I'd say, like many remote regional towns, uh, misunderstood. It's misunderstood. It is honestly, if, if you want to go and experience what real Australia is like, 
It is probably the greatest definition of what real Australia is. You've got the, the history of a place which you've got, not only do you have the Aboriginal history, you've got the mining industry, you've got the cattle industry, you've got all these different places, and even though it might mean place of little water, I can guarantee if you come up there, we can show you places where there's water all year round. But that's absolutely beautiful, and uh, like I said, if there, was, if there was one place in town, one thing in town, if I could only see one thing, do one thing and make it thorough, what is it? Yeah, you'd go to the Meek Thorough Youth Services. <laughs> uh, we, we, we're, we are honestly the most well-equipped, best-funded, because we're supported by the Shire of Meekthara. We, we are the, one of the best-supported local shires, best-supported youth services you will ever see in Australia. What if I'm old? Youth services? Yeah, no, no. Adults are welcome alongside there as well. So we've got such a robust program that we actually once a week also run adult programs alongside our kids as well. We don't talk about it too much, but a big part of helping our young people is making sure that they've got adults in their lives that they aspire to also become. Not just local legends like Andrew himself, who's been a Mika man his whole life, but having uncles, mums, aunties, people like Kenny Jr., like guys who've been working within the Shire, behind the scenes, working for other NGOs their entire lives, without thanks, but giving kids people to aspire to that aren't just uh, someone who's on an American sitcom. It's a big deal. Local Australian people being legends and, and favourites for Australian people is, is something that, is, if I could have one wish, is that kids would uh, look up and start putting pictures of kids like uh, Andrew Jr. himself up on the wall instead of having uh, pictures of people that they might not ever meet. Well, speaking of that... <laughs> that was uh, Mitchell Tidley, live from the West Australian Community Achievement Awards. Tell you what, like, talking to Lachlan of uh, yeah, the uh, Big Thara Shire Youth Services, and <laughs> I tell you what, I mean, bar for meeting the microphone, I was... Um, <laughs> was I'll tell you what, I was pretty, I, I was pretty professional, Look, because well, I tell you what, well I done. was... I was not in good shape. <laughs> that was, I was going to say that like excellent. That was an excellent interview mm. by an interviewer that is absolutely cooked. I was so <laughs> trashed. I'm pretty impressed. Like drink responsibly, and boy did I not. But I acted. Res- when you think yeah. about it, is that not better? Like I didn't. I drank irresponsibly, yeah, right? Bad, but I acted responsible. Where if you drank responsible yeah. but acted irresponsible, so you're thinking that this is like so you've had too much and you've got here, mate. Take me key. Yeah. <laughs> Blam, Mitchell and Michael, and joining us on the line as he loves to on a Monday for a big sports wrap. It is our favourite sports reporter, Jacob Landsmere. G'day, Jacob. Morning, gents. Nice to chat to you guys. Big weekend of sport. Yeah, what was your uh, favourite moment? I did see the highlights of uh, India coming back to beat Pakistan in the cricket, but what stood out for you? Well, that's got to be pretty close, Mitch, to be honest. Uh, 90,000 cricket fans at the MCG. We've longed for big crowds at sporting events over the last couple of years when we haven't had any. And uh, yeah, a really good effort from India to fight back and win from the depths of four for 31. And if you're at Coley, 82 not out. Brilliant and, yeah, un- unbelievable game of cricket. It had everything, and we probably don't have enough time to go through it all, but, gee, it had some twists and turns along the way. And it is the record for highest attendance of a neutral cricket match in uh, in Australia. And I reckon it'll stand for a while, Michael, I reckon, uh, because we don't get uh, a lot of global events like this, and I call it a global event because it's India, Pakistan, and billions would have watched it around the world, but... Yeah, it's going to be a, a night that I reckon everyone who was there will, will talk about because it uh, it had everything and it had a brilliant finish between two superpowers of world cricket. And now, Jacob, both of us are not uh, super political shows, but how big do you think this is going to impact Netball Australia losing the 15 mil sponsorship from Gina Reinhart? 
Oh, it's significant, isn't it? No, no, there's layers to it. But, I mean, the, the crux of it is that Netball Australia is in financial peril, that they're in they're in a situation where they need this money to, to keep the sport alive. And now they've got to find this money from somewhere else. Clearly, there's, you know, sponsorship in sport is a talking point. Pat Cummins was talked about during the week and his stance on uh, climate change. So this is something that we might see a little bit more in sport over the next few years. But it's sad that, that Netball Australia and Netball WA uh, lose a, a decent amount of money. It's more than a decent amount of money. It's a lot of money. And it would have helped grow the game in Australia again. And we know that netball's a pretty strong sport here. But, you know, at the grassroots level, that's where it all starts. It needs an injection of, of cash. And that's not going to be there anymore. So... Politics aside, it's bitterly disappointing for, for netball in this country. And how do you feel about uh, Ross the Boss Lion returning to St Kilda? The press conference will be later today. Uh, do you think that's a good move? I think it's a, it's a good question to ask. No one really knows, do they? Because he finished in such acrimonious circumstances last time. He returns to the club for a second stint. But is he a good coach? He's, he's coached four grand finals. He hasn't won one. Um, St Kilda's list doesn't doesn't really excite me. When he coached them last time, they had some great players, some of St Kilda's greatest ever players. So for me, I think the jury's still out on Ross and whether this will be a good move, but it'll give them some positive PR anyway. Jacob Lansbury, great stuff as always, mate. Nice to chat to you guys. Enjoy your day. Thanks, mate. You know what, mate? When, when your life's over, it's not all over. Don't fear the reaper. Because you could be reaping in the cash. Nice. That's right. When you are not gone. Uh, Forbes put together a list of like how much money the estates of deceased people are making. Oh. And we've got like the, we can see like the top earners every year. Is it Michael Jackson? Oh, I tell you what, he is, he is up there, mate. But I, I have a little game for you where I want you to see if you can figure out who's the highest in their category. And then I'll also reveal like who is like number one. So this is for 2021. Uh, who is the highest earning athlete with a net earning in 2021 of $27 million? Is it Kobe Bryant or Arnold Palmer, the golfer? Kobe Bryant. Incorrect. What? Arnold Palmer earns $27 million a year. Uh, Kobe earned quite a bit in 2020, but he didn't even make the top 10 this year for 2021. That's disgusting. Next up. Musicians, Prince or Michael Jackson? Who is the highest oh. earning musician of 2021 while deceased? If it's this year, $120 million on the line. I reckon Prince. Correct. Uh, Michael Jackson previously was the highest earning musician at uh, $48 million in 2020. He has gone up to $75 million, but Prince is still yeah. $120 million. Well, I just thought, like, because Michael Jackson been dead for a while, where Prince is, like, recent. So, this I can reveal as well. Okay. This person is number one on the list. They are an author. They earn $513 million once dead. Is it... Banjo Patterson. <laughs> Banjo Patterson, lock it in. Is it Roald Dahl, like Charlie and Chocolate Factory, Matilda, or is it Dr. Seuss? Cat I, in the hat. I orange. enjoyed uh, the BFG. Um, yeah? Yep, that was one of nice. my faves. Um, what did you say? Or Dr. Seuss? Or Dr. Seuss. Is Dr. Seuss even A, a real person, uh, B, <laughs> yes. if he is a real doctor? No, he's not a real doctor, I believe. Is he actually he is a, real a real person? He's a real person. Really? Yeah. Wild. Um... I'm going to say 
Roald Dahl is rolling in the money. Well done. Thanks. Correct. $513 million. He has skyrocketed mm. up because Netflix bought yep. the rights to like his whole catalogue. And he's not spending all his money on being a fake doctor. <laughs> My granddad's uh, getting on a bit. 92. I think he was born in 92. He just is 92. And look, he's getting, you've seen him, he's a very large man. Like he at least either is or was six foot four. Might be five foot four now because of shrinkage. But uh, he, look, he's a tall, he's a tall man. And it's starting to, like the memory is starting to go a little bit. Yeah, very old. Uh, To the point where like so much so like he doesn't drive anymore. That's why I bought his car for a discount fire sale price. So I drive a Chrysler around. Everyone goes, oh, geez, radio's doing well. And, and he go, doesn't remember that you fleeced him. Well, this is what's quite quite funny, you know. People go, like, radio, like, you're doing well. I'm like, yes, but granddad isn't, and that's why I got it. Uh, look, it's got some some dings and some dents in it. Not because of me. Uh, now, massive car, great car, mm-hmm. uh, but there are some, you know, uh, some hazards that have happened that I can only imagine happened under his watch, hence when he Why knew it was he time. parted ways. Now, because he is sort of losing it to just a smidge, he tends to ask the same question over and over and over again, which I'm, like, I like answering because it's also like a choose-your-own-adventure. Like, sometimes you... <laughs> can change the like, answer. Like, he goes, how's the car? And you go, oh, not bad. And then he, like, asks another question. And then sometimes I want to go, oh, no, it's good. And then, like, and then I go, oh, no, actually, it's bad. And then I just kind of see which way I want the conversation to go. So I keep it fresh and exciting. But he keeps commenting, like a granddad does, I uh, keeps commenting on the condition of the car. So every time we walk past the car, he's like, bloody ding in it. And I'm like, yeah, mate, you did it. <laughs> and he goes, no, I didn't. Ha, 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 good one, Mitch. Good one. What'd you hit? I was like, I was like, I didn't hit Whatever you hit. Yeah, like, <laughs> you, you hit it, mate. And he's like, I don't remember that. Of and course you I was you like, you did, you, that's the whole point. Like, that's why I have the car. But he's just like, oh, yeah, ha, ha, good one. Now he thinks I'm a really bad driver. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He doesn't remember. <laughs> 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 but this is like I don't know what to do like do I just yeah yeah you know me because then it makes it look like I don't look after the thing right. that, like because it's not like I bought it for a fair price I can like sell it for the same whatnot. bloody got it what? you 51st dates him what do you mean? You have remember at the end of 51st dates the way they get around Drew Barrymore having amnesia Adam Sandler records like her life on video, and in the morning, she watches it to catch up on things that she's forgotten. So what you do, if you can get your granddad into a situation where he goes, oh, no, that was me. Yeah, it was at that car park. You yeah. film that, yeah. and any time he questions it, you go, no, granddad, and you play it for him. And, oh. and, and him going, uh, g'day, John, uh, it's yourself. Uh, it was us that put the dent in there. Uh, so don't give Mitch a hard time. He's looking after your car. You've got so it's to, like the you've next, got to use himself. It's like the next stage of gaslighting. Like it's you, not you gaslighting. Do it with proof. <laughs> Feeling a little flat after the weekend? <sighs> Dreading the work week ahead? <sighs> well then, it's time to get energised. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, all the way from Tony Robbins Motivation Station, the one, the only, Shit Thanks. Boys, 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 great to be here once again. Uh, Mitch, uh, well, I was just in the green room, uh, heard your little piece of motivation there for Netball yep. Australia. Yep. 
what was it again? Mind your own business. Mind your own business, which is like mind your own business because now you need the money and also like back off when someone's giving you money. Right. I mean, it's great. It's great. It's great. Yeah. About, you know, yeah, some yeah. important questions, yep. of course, to be raised about Hancock prospecting and their. Um, Indigenous. Yeah, yeah, but mind, uh, but yeah. mind your but, own but business. Mind, That's yeah, what I'm saying. Like, don't, own don't deal with them. Start your own one, you know? Yeah. I've got some motivation for <laughs> okay. you today. Sometimes you've got to put okay. yourself down to build yourself back up. Okay, okay. And uh, as always, two pieces of motivation and mantra at the end for you. First one, you know, it's hard to push yourself. Yep. But if you let others do it for you, you go where they want. Bloody like it. Don't you? So it's funny, you imagine, imagine yourself in a wheelchair, like, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, imagine yeah, yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to push yourself, yeah. literally, yeah. and metaphorically. Yeah. Someone else comes along, literally or metaphorically. Yeah. They're in control. Yeah. Are they not? They're it's in control. It's a good point. It's the same, like, you do the hard work, and you'll get where you want to go. And you, Exactly. Yeah. Boom. He's on board. But. It's bloody good. You want to do it. You want to do it the right way. Yep. If you're climbing that corporate ladder too fast. You might get kicked in the face. Oh, because someone's above you. There's always people above yeah, you on the ladder. Yeah, they might not even mean to. Yeah, yep, they might not, mean, but you're going to get kicked in the face oh, if you go too fast. Two for two, mate. That's bloody oh, He's inspired. Ah, um, oh, motivated. He is motivated. And your mantra for this week. Yep. Dead fish go with the flow. Dead fish go with the flow. Don't mate. all fish go with the flow? Don't No. Only salmon go there? No. Fish swim wherever they please, mate. Yeah. Only dead fish Go with the flow. Don't be a dead fish. That's fair. That's your mantra. Don't be a dead fish. Yeah. Nah. He likes it. Yeah, motivated. Three for three. I'd like you are going to have... Two and a half out of two and a half. You are going to have a great week, mate. You're going to have a great time at that awards night on the weekend. You're going to have a great week. Oh, yeah. We're going to... We have an award, me and Michael. Um, any advice for us? Don't be dead fish. <laughs> you can't just have push, the same one. Push yourself. Okay, do you have any fresh advice for us? <laughs> no, <mate. laughs> the, the fish here isn't fresh. Angela <laughs> Michael, we're nearly done for today. Uh, but before we head off, Mitch, you know me very well and how Unfortunately. I... I don't like conspiracy theorists. No, you actually weirdly get sucked into debates with them and you just can't understand how they think like that. Because it's just... I don't understand why people... I think it's I'm angry at their ego and their arrogance. Mm. It's like you're telling me that you, mm. random man who lives basically in the woods, you know more than people who have dedicated like yeah. years of their yeah, life. Yeah, but you got to remember, once upon a time, a guy was like, oh, check this out, electricity. And everyone was like, what? No, but that's, that's not how it worked. <laughs> Everything takes so much time and development. We put the effort in, and so we know things about the world, the universe, science. We know. Yeah. These are givens, okay? But they're still out there, and uh, they're on your TV screens. Lately on uh, The Chase, there was a woman competing. Oh, yes. There was a woman competing, and uh, Larry was asking her about her beliefs and disbeliefs, and uh, I just like that the people at The Chase obviously have a very similar mindset to me when it comes to dealing with conspiracy theorists. So have a little listen. Aliens love anything to do with space and all that kind of Do you believe that man has walked on the moon? No. Absolutely not. No, I don't. I think that was a conspiracy. (laughs) I wish you lots of luck. And your time starts now. The first person to set foot on the moon was US astronaut Neil Hu. Armstrong. Correct. Got it! 
Well done, Larry. Well, she knows the bloody answer. She knows the truth. Yeah, or she knows the lie. No, she like there was no clarification. She knows what you guys think. She didn't say about this. Should say the well, first she's got, actor. She has a lot of time. She doesn't have a lot of time, so she's got to like just she's say. Got to what give you... the correct no, answer. She's got to say what you sheep all think. People nearly died getting to the moon. Let's show them a little oh, bit of respect. You mean heaps of people die making movies, mate? <laughs> <laughs> You can actually check. You can actually check. You can you can what? do it yourself. Well, go to the moon. No, you can check that man has been to the moon. We've oh, been a number of why? times. Written by people that are in on it. No, but you can check if you get a if you get a good enough telescope, you can see evidence of man on the moon. No, they've just put it up there like a picture. <laughs> they put it up there. Yeah. No, no, no one believes that, mate. It's everyone knows. The, I'll give her at least that. She knows the moon is real. <laughs> Don't try and sell me that. Look, we'll see you tomorrow from 6am. If you missed anything, grab the podcast. If you enjoyed the Mitchell and Michael podcast, remember to subscribe, leave a review and share with your mates.